TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode one hundred and two of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Brooks. I'm Dan. And I'm Kalen. And uh, Gamescom happened this weekend. I think it wrapped today. Um, we had the pre-show on Thursday, and then the official days were uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, I mean, it was interesting. I didn't know that Michael Swaim went from cracked to ign apparently uh he was the i think the editor-in-chief of cracked and he was the host of the uh daily gamescom uh show as presented by ign so i don't know if that means that he's like working for ign now or what but ign just seems to be absorbing everyone is cracked still even a thing i mean technically Just none of okay. the writers who made Cracked a thing are a part of Cracked anymore. Ah. Yes, so I, I stopped being the no original there. members of the lineup. Is that a blog about eggs? It's a plumber's forum. Yeah. Yeah. But Cracked. Um they uh, had some really incredible writers. Like I remember when Sean Baby was a part of that, and um, uh, yeah, David Wong. Yeah, flying in a rocket cycle. I love that. They they were all like everything that they were writing at that time was just absolutely fucking great. Michael Swain was hilarious, uh, but yeah, everyone has kind of gone on to do their own things. Like David Wong is hugely successful uh, writing books. He wrote the um, John Dies at the End series. Um, and recently has seen success with uh, the new uh, Zoe Ash novels, uh, the first of which is called uh, Futuristic Violence in Fancy Suits, which I highly recommend. And the sequel to that is coming out uh, soon. It's called Zoe Punches the Future in the Dick. Um, and so I'm super looking forward to that. <clears throat> I like the title. All of his books are fucking great. What happens in the book? Yeah. Zoe Punches <laughs> the Future in the Dick. Um and then another another uh, good uh, cracked writer who has moved on to fucking books. Um, I can't remember his name, uh, but I Robert Brockway. Uh, I've been uh, listening to audiobooks of his uh, Unnoticeables uh, series, and they're super fucking good. It's like uh, uh, sometimes some parts of it take place in like 1970s New York following a punk rocker named Carrie. And then another one, uh, part of it, uh, is present, present day, like 2013 following a stunt woman, uh, named, uh, Caitlin, I think something like that. And, uh, there are basically Hollywood is full of, um, weird soulless interdimensional beings who are worshiping a god that is light that they're sacrificing people to and are we still talking about the book yeah (laughs) yes uh the unnoticeables are people who are or they're you know otherworldly creatures who 
are disguised as people who are so unremarkable that they blend into the background. So, like, immediately after looking at one, you struggle to come up with any descriptors for them. So uh, you don't even, you're not even sure that you even saw them. They're just that unremarkable. Um, it's, a, the first book was fucking great. I'm uh, in the middle of the second one now. Well, hell yeah. Good for all those cracked writers. They got out of the listicle sweatshop and they're, they live in their dream. Yeah. <laughs> Though to Five be reasons why JFK is not who you think he is. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, their listicles were pretty great. There was, uh, 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 that's actually how I found out about um, Ace of Base being a Nazi band. Same. Was through a craft holistic. That, that they weren't great, but I can't imagine any writer's dream is to just write listicles. Oh, there's well, a reason. Boy, to make a today. There's a reason that since I took over Topless Robot, we have not published a single listicle. And in fact, the only listicle that I thought about writing uh, was going to make fun of listicles. Uh, Here's your top 10 listicles of all time. No, it was going to be uh, nine things that are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and one that isn't. And the one that isn't was going to be Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the rest are going to be various Uh, Ninja Turtles properties, even the grown worthy ones. I should have seen that coming the moment you said it. I always always forget how... How angry of a Ninja Turtles fan you are. Dude, Rise is so... Moment. It's not Ninja Turtles. They, <laughs> I was so mad. Okay, so like I was willing to give it a chance. I was this, absolutely right? willing to give it a chance. But then they introduced Splinter, and he's like an absent father obsessed with TV. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like, look, make, the, make Raph the leader. I don't give a shit. That's fine. And that makes sense and it fits his character. Whatever. Do a shakeup, reboot that series and play with it and, and make it something different. But the second you turn their fucking sensei into an abusive, absent father, are you fucking Fire. kidding me? They had to make a more relatable father figure for your average American child. <laughs> It hits close to home. The splinter splinter <laughs> went to get in smokes and never never came back. <laughs> my sons, I must go get cigarettes. <laughs> At this point, my voice. <laughs> I have not smoked in years. <laughs> I, I will be back. Ever since you were born, all the joy has been sucked out of my life. I will be back what in twenty that? minutes, half hour tops. <laughs> Michelangelo, your original name was Michelo. Marlboro. Now I want to imagine that the Ninja Turtles were like, there's Natty Ice, there's fucking High Life Turtle, there's Michelob Ultra Turtle, there's Coors Light Turtle. Uh, I was just imagining them getting named after pieces of trash. (laughs) Used condom. Come here. Uh, (laughs) My son, Durex. (laughs) Trojan, my son. You are named as such because you are ribbed. (laughs) Um, Ribbed for their defeat. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, <laughs> Gamescom. <laughs> yeah, Gamescom. Oh, yeah, um, they covered everything. <laughs> they, <laughs> there were a couple of uh, uh, interesting announcements. Uh, weirdly, 
Surgeon Simulator 2 got announced and launched. Whoa, okay. And it was announced by Christopher Lloyd as Dr. Emmett Brown. So that was kind of weird. Watching Jeff Keighley and Christopher Lloyd talk about Surgeon Simulator 2. Um, Sam and Max uh, is back in a VR title. Uh, which roll it back real quick. Yeah. What can you actually add to Surgeon Simulator that warrants a sequel? No idea. Is it on the Switch? More surgery. Support? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's more surgery. It looks like they actually did add a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it now has uh, co-op gameplay. Oh God! Is it one hand? Per, is it one hand per player? It'd be like uh, the way the it would be okay. like the way uh, uh, fucking Gavin and Michael with uh, uh, Achievement Hunter uh, play games that are not multiplayer as multiplayer games, where one takes control of half the controller and the other uh, uses the other half of the controller. God, dude, that's always wild to me because I've seen speedrunners do that before in cool. crush games. It blows my goddamn mind nerds just makes me yeah. think of uh when we had uh uh chicken on uh the podcast and he talked about playing fucking uh smash tv one player four controllers yeah has to use his feet to play <laughs> oh, yeah i forgot about that dude that's, Ooh, right, that's weird so yeah it seems like co-op is uh probably the big addition um, because everyone's stuck at home now. New characters. <laughs> so Sam and Max is, is going to be VR. Sam and Max is going to be VR, so that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. If, I don't know. I feel like all these VR games, what they are is they're basically tech demos that they slap a familiar franchise on the top of. Well, so I would agree with you, but like... Half-Life Alex has gotten like legitimately good reviews as a game. And there are some true gems um, in the VR world. Some of them feel like tech demos, but even the ones that feel like tech demos ultimately end up kind of becoming fleshed out playgrounds uh, like the uh, job simulator uh, titles and all the other games that they went on to make definitely feel like tech demos. It's like, hey, fuck with the world around you. But they became such like competent fleshed out you know titles uh that it's just a good fun sandbox do you feel like it i mean let's say people who grew up with sam and max you know like it's been around for a while now oh yeah um do you feel like those are the type of people who will have adopted vr because i feel like that that is almost i don't know man i've i've adopted vr and i've been a huge sam and max fan my entire life and you got to remember right. that the Telltale games reintroduced a whole new audience to Sam and Max, you know, uh, what, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, mm-hmm. if anything, just keeping that property uh, in people's minds. And I think it deserves it. It's It definitely deserves it because they're always fun. Yeah, and I feel right. like a, a Sam and Max style game wouldn't really hurt that badly from being translated into VR. I don't know. I think they can handle that really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not you're not worrying about translating really convoluted game concepts with Sam and Max, right? So and you're you... certainly not worried about reality. Yeah. Right. 
I could something with more cartoonish kind of uh, physics and everything, and it I think could be a pretty cool VR experience. You know, it's kind of I just, why I how it's a franchise that you're interested in, and then all of a sudden to keep up with it, and similar to Half Life, that you're now forced to adopt VR or watch Let's Plays. You know, otherwise you're kind of left out and sure. cold. I do feel that as somebody who also does not have VR and does not is is not willing to shell out the money for it. Yeah, like, oh, I, yeah. I would love to play Half Life, Alex. I wanted to play yeah. the fucking glorified tech demo known as Boneworks. That looked fun too. But. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a uh, uh, you know you won't get the adoption without the titles, and uh, you alienate the people who can't afford to adopt right away in bleeding edge technology uh, by making exclusive VR titles uh, like Half-Life Alex and, and things like that. So there it, it's the industry is kind of in this mixed position. You know, it's still a hurdle to adopt VR, um, you know, price-wise, even uh, the lowest barrier to entry, uh, PSVR, uh, is still a hefty investment on top of you know the console. Um, and now, you know, Oculus is proving themselves to not be the one to back because they're forcing anyone with Oculus accounts to switch to Facebook logins. So what? your your Oculus account is basically being phased out and you'll have to log into Oculus with Facebook because they're owned by Facebook. And it's kind of what everyone sort of predicted was going to happen when when Facebook bought Oculus in the first place. It's just happening now. Um, so Oculus has kind of proved themselves to be a non-player in that game if you want to operate in their uh, ecosphere. Um, whereas... You can use their hardware. You can buy an Oculus Rift and use it with Steam and just never touch the Oculus storefront. So, like, that's possible. And, you know, at that point, I would say that while it might be a little bit higher on the technical hurdle end, that becomes your most viable uh, entry point because people are selling their Oculus Rifts and you can probably get those for fairly inexpensive and just use it with Steam VR. So on the technical end, there's a little bit more jankiness to it, but that might be the least expensive entry point at this point. But still, it's, you know, if if you want to take advantage of all the new and exciting shit, like, you gotta, it's, it's not yet uh, at a point where it's easily accessible financially. Yeah. Not even close. I, I, I feel like for a long time, like, we didn't have that kind of um, buy-in required. You know, like with like PS2, PS3 days, you know, it was just what console are you playing with? And it's, it's always due to the games. But now it's like, well, there's extra stuff that you have to get on top of that. It, it feels kind of like the weird... Uh, add-on stuff for like the sega in, in the 90s and stuff like the like, 32x and sega cd um, and shit the, like that yeah um, it's like yeah these, these things are cool but you know how long is it going to stick around for i mean it is so the only reason that it becomes a conundrum now is because there are vr titles worth having 
because you had the same sort of thing with Connect and Xbox. Just no one wanted a, to play a fucking Connect game. Yeah, because they were garbage. Yeah, <laughs> they were so, so bad. Is Sam and Max is that going to convert anyone to VR though? Like, is anyone who is like maybe not bought it yet is that going to be the title that pushes them over? Or a amount of people? Yeah, I think. probably not. I don't think right. that there are any Sam and Max super fans who are like, "Oh shit, they got me now." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah but also, uh, what's the over? I wonder what the overlap uh, between Sam and Max fans and VR. Or is it that the slim, the pickings are so slim for VR titles that really anything that comes out, you know, it's going to be a ten-hour experience. Like you've already played the you know the other game a million times. Like you may as well pick it up because how many VR games are there? A lot. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. A whole lot. A decent decent amount of shovelware, but there's still like a decent chunk of good VR games too. Yeah. Okay. Actually, there was a great game that uh, Modem and I uh, were playing that was kind of like a, a strategy uh, tabletop game. And it was like, you know, all rendered in front of us in this big, you know, circle that we could like move the pieces around and stuff. And it was just fantastic. It was very, very cool. And those kinds of like borderline AR uh, sort of experiences where you can be seated and play with someone like across the table from you, whatever. And this sort of like land land domination, fantasy world, fully rendered tabletop esque game. That's where VR really shines for me. Yeah. I mean, if, if we ever get to the point where I know a bunch of people who have a VR headset, I'm making them play Russian roulette with me. Absolutely. Um, I just, I just want to want to. There, there's so many like titles that I that I want to try out for like a day, yeah. and uh, I, I'm pretty sure within the next couple of years or so, it will probably be a more affordable thing to do. Absolutely, yeah. So, I, so, so the benefit once again of being a late adopter, like I typically am, um, is that I always have a huge library of stuff to look forward to. So yeah, yeah, that's I, true. I I feel like the reason I the time I finally realized the power in VR. It wasn't even a game that was like uh, marketed as this, but it was a military shooter where you can actually, like, if you have a revolver, you can individually load bullets into yeah. it so you don't have to, like, fully load it. And I'm just watching a video of someone pointing the gun with their controller around at them and pulling the trigger until it shoots them. It's like, oh, my God, you can actually do this in VR? I'm in! Let's go! <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, I think that Valve uh, seems to be going kind of the right way with regards to the hardware because like with the valve index you can buy the whole package with the nice little grippy controllers that strap to your hands and and get individual digit movement and stuff like that uh and the you know improved headset and everything you can buy all of that for a grand or you can piecemeal bits and pieces of it and then reuse the things that you had with uh, the uh, first Steam headset. And, uh, you know, uh, so you don't have to buy, go all in on it right out the gate. You can just pick what you want to upgrade. So that makes it at least a little bit more accessible. This podcast is not sponsored by Steam or Valve in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> but we would. We, we, we absolutely would. 
Uh, they are remaking uh, Mafia. Mafia? Uh, the definitive edition. They have rebuilt it uh, from the ground up, from mm-hmm. my understanding. So it is all updated. And neither did I, but uh, the gameplay that I saw actually looked pretty decent. And uh, as I recall, one of the uh, big critiques of Mafia 2, if I remember right, was uh, Nolan North does all of the voices of all of the side characters. So as you're walking through this living city, you're basically just listening to Nolan North have conversations with Nolan North. Uh, Wasteland 3 has come out. Uh, and uh, our good friend and uh, previous guest on the show, Street Cleaner, has uh, music in Wasteland Three. So, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Congrats to him. Yeah, Wasteland Three. Jeez, I, I'm not typically into games like that, but it looked really cool, and I was thinking about maybe giving it a try if it ever goes on sale. But yeah, I mean, aside from you know new footage from stuff and a couple of neat you know announcements, uh, like we saw some uh, a cat. Oh, that's right. So that um, game that we were super interested in uh, from E3 a couple of years ago, uh, 12 Minutes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast got revealed for that. And it's noteworthy because it includes Willem Dafoe and uh, uh, a number of people. Let me see who all it was. All you need, baby. Uh, Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy and Willem Dafoe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, all right. So what looked like a an interesting little indie title is now going to have these monumental actors as uh, voices in that game. Let's, uh, let's hope they didn't spend all the budget on the voice acting talent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, we also saw the cinematic for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Everyone's losing their minds because it shows Reagan, you know, basically sending you off to commit war crimes. It has had all of my favorite memes, dude. There have been some very solid memes. Great Reagan memes. The war on drugs. God. And uh, Fall Guys Season 2, they're adding some uh, medieval courses. Uh, which would look uh, pretty interesting. Um, I am stoked to see that level of uh, support uh, so quickly after launch, like adding that much more new content uh, so quickly, and especially them doing that season route where it's like each season they're just going to be adding more shit. And with the success that it's become, you know, I, I think they were pretty pressured to release some new content as well. I heard from a couple people that their player base took a significant hit because everyone just got bored that there was a lot like a lack of variety in the content. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's been a little like, cause I've, I've mostly just been watching Zeke play it and uh, it's kind of boring to watch him play for a long period of time. Cause it's just, it's kind of the same challenges over and over again. God, I feel like yeah. I, I could play those courses over and over and over again. Uh, I was really hoping to get to all the levels before the end of the season, but I'm at like, 30 something and I it, having a hard time keep keeping going I stopped playing for a long while there I think I'm only level 16 um, but uh, and I have not yet uh, gotten a win I've gotten very close uh, 
Um, but uh, it's still just so much fucking fun. So it'll be cool to see what what all season two brings. I wasn't super impressed by what they showed. It looks like one of the things um, that uh, is going to be introduced with this new season is uh, movable ramps. So you can really kind of fuck people over by moving a ramp around. Um, And uh, one of the obstacle courses looks like it's going to be a super shit show because it's basically like jump on the stacked stuff and then jump up to the next level and then jump on more stacked stuff. And uh, when you're dealing and it's so it was basically like a combination of the choose the right door game and and platforming up to the small door to fucking go through. So that's going to be a real shit show. Yeah, if the frustration of the seesaw level is about <laughs> anything. Yeah, dude, seesaws. It's it's mind-boggling how few people understand how seesaws work. When you're relying That's on other people. because they're all Zoomers and they've never used a playground in their life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oof. Oof. I yeah. miss playground. <laughs> The one by my house is all roped off. The basketball hoops ha- are have chain nets, and they're all bunched together and padlocked shut so no one can play basketball. It's wow. been like that since fucking March. God damn. Yeah. Bring back the b-ball. I've got a basketball Warner hoop. Just come over roots. to my place. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't he'll, know. He'll watch you from the window. Yes. <laughs> I will watch. I will not partake. I I am not a mobile person. I am practically a lump of sedentary flesh with a brain, arguably. Uh, you're old. I no, slipped and, and almost broke my toe today, goddammit. You go out there to play and Caleb would fucking break your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I got Kalen's just gonna chaos dunk your house into oblivion. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Kalen is the second oldest person on the podcast. Mm. How old are he'll you? Still, he'll still break I, your ankles, though, dude. Damn right. I'm 33. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, you can shut up and jam. Come on, man. <laughs> um, uh, my buddy Aaron, uh, who uh, lives uh, in my spare house in the casita um he uh has started doing the ring fit adventures as like a regular thing great uh i got that when it first came out and kind of (laughs) quickly put it aside um but he and uh, his buddy uh ben have started doing it like on the regular and kind of keeping each other you know it's intense and uh, so I'm going to be joining them in, in you know, their group text uh, in keeping each other. Ring fit? Yes, I'm going to get get swole. As well, the I just kids picked say. it up too. I got it for about double the retail price because of how yeah. of how hard it is to find. Is it that hard to find? Oh, yeah, dude. Really? it has been ever since release. Uh, yeah. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. 
I got it from like a Walmart third party seller for like 160 bucks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, they, they sold out of those almost immediately, and new units just never hit market. Wow, yeah. I had no idea. I bought that shit day I of. I scoured the internet, and then if I'd have known you had one collecting dust. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to may possibly use, it, may, you know, I'm certainly going to try. <laughs> I called the podcast attention to just a couple minutes ago where you made a comment about being... A sedentary lump of flesh. <laughs> Look, but the other side of that hey. is my uh, med switch to Lexapro seems to be working out very well for me, and I have a whole lot more energy uh, than I have, fuck, in, in the past, like, year. So maybe I can channel that energy, and maybe this positive brain movement can also move to a positive body movement. Now's the time. Yeah, hell yeah. Strike. What happens when Ryan can use 100% of his brain power? <laughs> strike, wa- strike while the serotonin is hot. With his ring fit, just... <laughs> it's surprisingly intensive. And there were many times when I, you know, after like a 15-minute workout session, I was dying and in a lot of pain. When I and, uh, first started it, so. I, I tried it, and uh, Jasmine still makes fun of me because... Um, the running in place made my ankles hurt. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and so I was just like, my ankles hurt. And and now anytime Ring Fit Adventures comes up, like she just laughs at me and she's like, your fucking ankles. Do you own any athletic shoes? I, yes, I do. I never wear them. How old are they? They are three years old. But they're like new. Yes. Right? The tag's still on them. They are. Beautiful in blue. Uh, actually, no. The fuck. They're like probably closer to five years old at this point. Because I bought them. Yeah, Jesus. I bought them before like I new. met Jasmine. Um, because uh, my uh, friend Lillian and I were going to uh, uh, hike one of the mountains. And I needed appropriate footwear. And then we never hiked the mountain. And that's... And there's... Well, there's a mountain in your front yard, dude. Yeah, there is. There is. You have, you have the flimsiest excuse of most human beings to not go hiking on a mountain. <laughs> it's literally right outside. I, I impressive. I don't. I'll meet you halfway. I don't think. I think the. I don't, the trailhead is halfway between our houses. I I don't think I don't want to is a flimsy excuse. <laughs> is that? I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> But you, but you, but you did want to, and I remember you talking about I wanting mean, to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I know <laughs> that I should. <laughs> See, like that's the thing uh, between wanting to and knowing that you should do a thing, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to feel this way. I know that I should push myself to do the thing. That doesn't mean that I want to do the thing. So the best excuse is I don't want to do the thing. <laughs> it does. Oh, is there happened. a trail that actually goes between your house and my house? Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The trailhead uh, is, yeah, I think exactly halfway between our houses. Oh, the trailhead is there's did. not like a trail that uh, I could walk and it would like end up in your front yard uh, from my front yard. Those are called roads. Roads. Um, where we're going, we don't need like roads down because down we've got surgeon simulator too. <laughs> 
You, you could even bring our Switch adventure. <laughs> Walk the mountain. Uh, climb the top of South Mountain, play Switch. But you're going to need a little generator strapped to your back for the extra weight and extra battery life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of car batteries duct taped to Ryan's back. <laughs> Why mine? We've already determined that Kaylin's the one who is more upwardly mobile than I am. Exactly. How do you, how do you think I'll, you get more upwardly mobile if you don't get yeah, upwardly mobile? That's how you catch up with him. Apparently, being more upwardly mobile than you is, doesn't require much. No, it does not require much. Did you walk to the street and get the mail today? <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's Sunday. Oh. oh, so something that I failed horribly to bring up at the top because I wanted to address it right away. Um, very serious. Uh, fucking Chadwick Boseman, man. Yeah. That's sad. Holy shit. Like, I, I had no idea. No one knew. He was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2016. No one knew. And apparently, uh, people were fucking trolling him because recent photos showed him fucking wasting away uh, without realizing that it wasn't like just weight loss and, and shit. He was fucking dying. What a surprise. And People I, were shitty to a celebrity's body image. That never happens. Yeah. How absurd. I respect his, uh, you know, dedication to his own privacy and everything like that. Like, you don't see that very often. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, Neil Peart, you know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you frequently see uh, that privacy violated by people like Ellen. Yes. Uh, someone uh, did a, you know, here's why it's no surprise that Ellen is shitty kind of video on uh, YouTube. And uh, one of the things that uh, they showed was uh, Mariah Carey. There were Mariah Carey was on Ellen years and years ago. And um, she was not ready to, you know, announce that she was pregnant. But there were, you know, rumors that she was pregnant. And so Ellen basically she it, it, like Ellen asked her outright. And she's like, oh, I, I, I don't want to talk about that or, or anything. And, you know, I, I don't have anything to announce and, and this and that. And Ellen basically forced it by grabbing a bottle of champagne and bringing it out and offering it to Mariah Carey. Basically, her refusal means that she's pregnant. Wow. And then a week Anything for those sick views, bro. And then a week later, Mariah Carey had a miscarriage. So like she didn't want to go public with this and there are plenty of reasons why a celebrity would want their privacy for things like that. And that is a perfect example of that shit, you know, like what the fuck you psychopath, you know? Ah. Oh. Yeah. It's fucking gross. Is, um, but yeah, uh, I think uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, did a lot with the time that he had. He was forty three, I think, when he died, um, and just outstanding. I mean, Black Panther alone uh, did so much, and uh, uh, I mean, you can see it in. I think it was on uh, Kimmel. 
uh, where, you know, uh, they were filming people like talking to a picture of uh, Chadwick Boseman and like the impact that the movie had on them and, and how it made them feel represented and how uh, it had this profound impact on their existence. And then he had Chadwick Boseman, you know, walk out from behind the picture and it was just so heartwarming and and so beautiful. And he was always, you know, uh, visiting kids in hospitals and shit and, and stuff like that, like just did uh, amazing, amazing things. So uh, he will certainly be seriously, seriously missed. Um, and it leaves, uh, you know, uh, the question, what's going to happen with the franchise? What do you think, you know, they're they're going to do with that property? I'm sure that they probably had more Black Panther stuff planned. Um, mm-hmm. Where well, can if it there's go? one thing that Disney cares about more than anything else, it's money. So they'll find a way. That's true. Yeah, it hasn't stopped them before. No, it's called clever rewrites and a new generation. Uh, yeah. Or you just recast the character, which is the more likely outcome. Like that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many different? Really, they, like either, it was before they, the Disney acquisition, but how many different Hulks did we have? Three, three different Hulks. Two, right? and, three. You know, no, it was three. It was uh, a good amount of time in a mask. Oh yeah, Luke so. Eric. Eric uh, well, no, not counting Luke Frigno. <laughs> no, not Luke Frigno. Eric Bana, <laughs> uh, Edward Norton. And Mark Ruffalo. Yep. Eric Bana in the horrendous <laughs> Ang Lee uh, adaptation. I like that one. That's the one with the dogs, right? Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, that and, was um, so disappointing. Uh, what, what's his name? Played his dad, Gary Busey, uh, or no, Nick Nolte. No, Nick Nolte. I always get Gary Busey and Nick Nolte confused, and Gary Busey would be the perfect dad for the Hulk. Like I could, I don't think I could ever confuse Gary Busey with another human being. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Look, when Gary Busey no, was no, I, a I, bit I, more I level, you. he was definitely a Nick Nolte-ish guy. Yeah, I don't think he was level back then, though. <laughs> Gary Busey is like the cubist version of Nick Nolte. <laughs> uh, Mom, can I have this Nick Nolte? We have Nick Nolte at home. Nick Nolte at home. <laughs> Gary Busey. You ever snort a dog? <laughs> Speaking um, of dogs, that was a cool dog. What's your dog's name? Doctor. My dog? Doctor. Yeah, your dog. It's Doctor. Uh, that, yeah, that's Doctor Doctor Octagon. Oh yeah, that's, I think you remember you mentioned Doctor. Sorry, I got distracted by the dog. Doctor. And I just have to yeah. say, Ryan, there's no way Gary Busey would have been level if he was in the Hulk because his accident happened in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what been... is that what fucked him up? He had an accident. You didn't know that? Yeah, no, Gary I didn't Busey know that. Was, he was in a terrible, terrible motorcycle accident. He wasn't wearing a helmet. Oh, wow. I had he, no he idea. Fractured, he fractured his skull and has permanent brain damage. That's why Gary Busey's so crazy. Oh, my God. Now yeah. I feel terrible about I how I had no idea. I, I, I didn't know. That. Now Before I feel terrible about how everyone's taking advantage of his brain damage. That happened. Yeah. Gerald, Gerald Busey. Oh, man. 
Wow. He literally died on the operating table. He was legally dead for a period of time. Holy like, shit. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. I knew Damn. about uh, Mickey Rourke's accident. I knew about yeah. uh, 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 fucking... Luke Skywalker's like Gary Busey was in like this Mark terrible Hamill. mental Hamill. decline for yeah. no reason. That's Pretty much, yeah. Like, look, and, uh, <laughs> that would have been the better, the better representative. Uh, Gary Busey presenting <laughs> Surgeon Simulator Two. Oh no, yeah. Al! But he probably would because I think he has a really good sense of humor about what happened to him. I mean, I guess you would have to if you continue no, to no, work. No, no. There's no way he would do it because he would come out and talk about the evils of Western medicine. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's going to like pedal some like Busey wind chimes or some shit like that. I don't know. Oh, (laughs) man. You can poke me with a wooden stick. (laughs) (laughs) And that got me like you're the first person I've spoken to who who didn't know about the Gary Busey yeah, like brain I, damage. I had just had no idea. I just <laughs> figured that as he was uh, getting older, he was just getting increasingly unhinged. Look, it's no. not unheard of. It's basically oh, it what is. happened with uh, fucking um, uh, I'm back! No. Uh, the uh, dude in uh, Independence Day. Why the fuck can't I think of his name? Uh, the uh, psycho oh, in oh, Randy, Quaid. Randy Quaid. It's basically what happened to Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid? Well, he was an alcoholic, right? Oh, I think he's I mean, currently on the run, run from the U.S. government. He is not anymore. I don't about, think uh, I... celebrities and their uh, their right to privacy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like these are things that are these are things that have been public for a yeah, long time. Yeah, look, Randy Quaid specifically put out in the public him fucking his wife while he was wearing like a Reagan mask, uh, like. That's that's something he did. No one invaded their privacy to get that. I want to see a buddy comedy movie with the abuse and with Randy Quaid. Oh, my God. Where where they're they're involved in a courtroom drama, but they were told that it's serious. (laughs) What about Dennis Quaid and uh, Gary Busey's brother? What's his name? Jake? Gary? No, Jake Busey's his son. Um, oh, son? I don't know that Gary Busey has a performing oh, is brother. His, is that his son? Jake Busey's his son, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Because he's been in a bunch of stuff. He has been That's in a I bunch of stuff. Been. He was in uh, Starship Troopers, I think, if I mm-hmm. remember right. Yeah. Most he was in uh, The Big Predator. fucking teeth. Is he Johnny Rico? No, he wasn't Johnny Rico. No, he's he was not guy. Johnny Rico. He was that. Yeah, he's the other guy smarmy guy with a pointy nose and huge teeth man his fucking top row of teeth are just enormous pearls he makes me uncomfortable it's like the top part of a fist but made out of teeth yeah exactly exactly um the uh uh i would almost like to see a biopic of the Trump administration with actors like Gary Busey and Randy Quaid and just people who are unhinged because those are the only people who would adequately be able to display the the incompetence of the current administration. It's like, um, trying to think, 
I, I just had a thought about that and it's gone now. So don't worry about it. <clears throat> or incredible method actors like Sam Rockwell. Daniel Day Lewis plays everyone in the White House. <laughs> Christian Bale is. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis is Scaramucci. <laughs> um i guess i mean since we're briefly uh touching on politics here uh have you guys been following the intense entertainment that is kellyanne uh conway's uh daughter Mm -hmm. um so it's already super entertaining that kellyanne conway and her husband are like polar opposites when it comes to politics he hates Trump and she works for Trump. And uh, so recently their 16 year old daughter has gotten social famous because she fucking hates everything that her parents are doing. And she is a social justice warrior. And it, like her TikToks are all about Black Lives Matter and shit like that and calling out her parents. And, uh, uh so she recently tweeted that she was going to be trying to get emancipated. And now Kellyanne Conway is stepping down from her position in the White House to focus on family. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to put things in perspective, Kellyanne Conway, uh, you know, everyone knows the fucking Crypt Keeper. Been working, you know, with Trump pretty much since the beginning. <laughs> Her husband is on the board of the Lincoln Project. That is the group of Republicans who have taken out attack ads against Trump and uh, pushing people to vote Democrat. So, yeah, like that's already got to be a pretty fucking intense household. Next week on 2020. But their (laughs) their daughter is amazing and has been posting amazing shit, calling out her parents nonstop to the point where like her dad even posted like media outlets. You do not have our permission to contact our daughter. And she replied to him like, you're just mad that I'm calling you out and this and shit like that. Like, it's just the best. It's the fucking best. Something tells me you wouldn't be saying this if I was agreeing with you, father. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking great. So that's very entertaining. Um, but uh, in other news, Gary Busey should play Kellyanne Conway in the movie. <laughs> Actually, that would be great. No, you get Dolph Lundgren to do it. No, you get the actual <laughs> puppeteers for the Crypt Keeper, and no one will know the difference. <laughs> God, I fucking hate her so much. Who's the guy that played Skeletor in the Masters of the Universe movie? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Bill and Ted 3. Yes, that's where I wanted to go. Um, Bill and Ted Face the Music came out on Friday. Uh, Is it good? Brooks and I both watched it. We have differing opinions on it. Oh. So Um, he said it's amazing, which means you think it's not. I don't think it's amazing. I think it's fun and it was what it needed to be, but it felt rushed. Um, and some of the charm of the first two were not really present there. Um, Samara Weaving uh, plays uh, Bill's daughter and Samara Weaving um, 
who is interestingly Hugo Weaving's niece. So Hugo Weaving being Agent Smith and the Matrix. uh, Now his niece is basically the niece of Neo in Bill and Ted. Um, So (laughs) I feel like the chick that they got to play Ted's daughter is fucking perfect in every way. She is mini Keanu and it's the best. She acts the fuck out of that role perfectly. But the, her partner in crime, Bill's daughter is a little bit more subdued. Like, I don't know. It it just wasn't really there for me, for her. I want to see the daughter's, more developed and I want to see the daughters like get their own spin-off movie series because they were great and got way criminally too little screen time in this movie. Um I I, I feel like that the 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 plot itself was kind of alright. You know, like yeah, okay, we're finally talking about the thing. I, I I'm not gonna try not to venture too far into spoilers. Sure. It just came out and all um but I well, I mean, like... we can already touch on what the basic premise is, is that they, you know, were now 25 years later, uh, they haven't written the song that is uh, supposed to unite the world. Um, and so they uh, start traveling to the future to when they have written the song so they can get the song and steal it from themselves. And that's why if you've seen the trailer, you've got big buff fucking prison Bill and Ted and you've got, you know, all these different Bill and Ted's that they're running into trying to see if they've written the song yet so they can take it and bring it back. I damn it. I, 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 I want to talk about some parts, but I'm, 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 I, I, I will wait until next week because I'm pretty sure Tyler also saw it. We could probably have a more in-depth discussion about that. Um, and also it's, but, it's still, it's still so new that, yeah, yeah, you gotta watch spoilers. I, I think that uh, I I really enjoyed it, and it was really fun to you know see everyone doing their thing again. Um, and I thought it was kind of sloppy for sure. Yeah, like overall, I, I, I feel mean, like the, the the B plot with 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 the kids was a little too like oh hey it's just like the first movie, but. It was that like, and yeah. it was rushed it was because at least in the first yeah. movie, you know, um, and uh, Red Letter Media uh, did a, a review of the first two films ahead of uh, the release of uh, uh, Bill and Ted 3. And a lot of the things that they said that made those first two movies super charming uh, weren't really present in the third one. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of it, you know, a lot of the sloppiness you can kind of excuse away in that it's fucking Bill and Ted. Who cares? You know, and it's something that like they touch on in the Red Letter Media thing is it's like you it, it, when they when Bill and Ted contradicts itself, you just kind of don't care because it's a cartoony movie. It's just fun. Like, whatever. So the sloppiness can kind of be excused just because it's fucking Bill and Ted. Like, just have fun. Yeah. You know? Um, and it it served, it served that purpose, uh, on the nose. I, I had fun. Yeah. I, and I, ultimately I had fun as well. 
Um, there were just a couple of things that I, I wish they like, I super want more of, uh, little Bill and little Ted. I, I absolutely want to see more of, of them. Are their names? Oh, well, that's their nicknames. Um, they are, uh, Billy and Thea. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they did get pretty much all of the actors back for all the roles Except uh, I don't think the wives, uh, the princesses are the same actresses because they've never been the same actresses. Even between Bill and Ted 1 and 2, they were not the same actresses because as Red Letter Media says, they are completely pointless characters and only exist to uh, 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 inflict the not gaze. Because in the 80s, if a male lead doesn't have a romantic interest, they must be gay. Um, and that been an interesting B plot. Yeah. Um, Brooks, what, what is your opinion on me talking about, um, Missy? It's been brought up in interviews. Oh yeah. No, no, that, that that's fine. I'm sorry. I was like, wait, who, who? Yeah, that, that's how much it matters. So we should, we, let's talk about it. So I, one of the funniest <laughs> things, and it's revealed right right out the gate because the opening scene is at a wedding. Um, the wedding that we're at in the opening scene is Missy, who has been both Bill's and Ted's stepmom, who graduated three years before they did. Um. The opening scene of Face the Music, Missy is marrying Deacon, Ted's brother. And it's just fucking hilarious. It's, yeah, like, I loved that. And it's the same actress who played Missy in, all, in, in the first two movies as well. Yeah, it, that, that was great. It was, I, I liked they just kind of, like, leaned in. Yeah. Uh, leaned in a bit on s- some of the in-jokes. But, like, not... Uh, not not too much, um, like, well, damn, I can't talk about that either. <laughs> uh, uh, we can talk about the fact that uh, uh, station is uttered in exclamation. Station, yes, station is not in the movie, but they do have that nice throwback where uh, they say station, which was kind of neat. And if you watched the Red Letter Media thing, you learned why, like, how Station came to be, which is so fucking stupid. They had all these these scenes happening in the police station, and in the script, they decided to get w- rid of one of them. They deleted everything, and it, it just left Station in the script. So it was like, scene, scene, dialogue, Station, scene, scene, dialogue. And it just ended up getting written into the script. Uh, it was not originally going to be the name of the alien in uh, Bogus Journey, uh, and it just ended up getting adopted as this uber inside joke. Yeah, it, it's a perfect stupid joke that fits Bill and Ted. Like, yep. <laughs> it, it works. So yeah, overall, like as far as I'm concerned, worth watching, enjoyable, a lot of fun, but missing a lot of the simple magic of the first two. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I, I liked I like the the fan submission thing with the videos. Yes, I remember the, when they were the, calling the, for those, and uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to to record something and, and send it in, but I did not. I, I know some uh, some folks that that made it uh, made it onto there. It was weird seeing them. <laughs> I was watching through it to see if anyone I knew ended up in, in it. But yeah, a lot yeah, of fun. I'm glad we got it. I'm really glad mm-hmm. we got it. You know? Yeah. Right. It's not just one of those things that gets talked about on the internet forever. Like, oh man, Bill and Ted Three is the Duke Nukem forever of movies. Yeah. Right. Like, Bill and Ted Three was in the rumor mill for how long? Like, God. I. I mean, they I, were talking I, I, about I was it. Very young. <laughs> they were talking about doing it uh, like since the mid '90s, because uh, yeah. Bogus Journey was a success. Though apparently, I guess both. Uh, uh, studios, so different studios put out the first and second films because uh, both of those studios, after uh, releasing Bill and Ted, went bankrupt. Uh, um, so that's why the first uh, Bill and Ted was filmed in '86 and released in '89, and then the second one was released in '91. Just a run of bad luck. Yeah. It's cursed. Uh, so, would you have to buy this one on uh, Amazon, on VOD, something like that? Yep, uh, I pre-ordered it on okay. Vudu. It was like twenty-five bucks to own. So, yeah, yeah, I, and on Amazon, does that I mean it's in the Google uh, Play? It uh, is account? not, yeah. unfortunately. It is not oh, no. in. Well, so when he asks that, he's part of my family group on on Google Play. And so because I have movies anywhere, movies that I buy on a platform get synced over to our Google family account. Uh, and that, unfortunately, is not supported by movies anywhere. <sighs> because they want to milk as much money off of it as possible. Of course. Well, they, Art, yeah. they anticipated me asking. <laughs> but yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, watching it. I think it was... All, all said, it was uh, still a fun time. And God, I, I cannot emphasize enough. I want to see more Billy and Thea. Like I, I want this to be the passing of the torch. You know, movie. I, I want the the whole idea to continue with this focus on a love of music, and and things like that. Uh, just following the kids now. Joke's on you. The only spinoff you're getting is Prison Bill and Ted. Actually, you know what? I think I'd be okay with that, too, because that was fucking (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) Just seeing them in those ridiculous bodysuits that were actually quite well done. Uh, I mean, Alex Winters was uh, was more hilarious to me. I don't know. Especially shorter and much wider. He looked like straight up like this. And their (laughs) fucking chest tattoos. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah. um, uh, In other media, uh, I want to, and I'm sure I talked about this last week, uh, I want to reiterate Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Fucking watch it because it is so good. So very good. It's really good. Yeah. Lovecraft Country. Oh. God, it just makes... (laughs) 
Whenever anyone talks like that, I think of that fucking video of the dude talking. Oh, oh, you got you got wheel wheel tire wheel tire on your ATV or whatever the fuck your web for. I like turtles. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, what uh, what games have you uh, gentlemen been playing this week? I have been playing not the Ghost of Tsushima. Actually, I took a slight break from that. Um, I uh, Little Big Planet three. I just picked up. Oh, those uh, are fun. And, and yeah, yeah. It, it'd been a while. I was I was getting nostalgic, and then I also picked up uh, Cuphead finally. So Zeke oh. and I can can run through that. That's yeah. gonna get so angry playing that game. Yeah, he is. It, yeah, I mean, like it's so easy to make Zeke angry. I can only imagine <laughs> the, the Cuphead terror. <laughs> Dude, just just w- watch our our recap from extra uh, uh, extra life of us playing fucking Towerfall with Zeke. <laughs> yeah, we're just like throwing on like some thrash and shit like that, and just just going to it. It's really hard. It is. That's a fun fucking game, though, and so goddamn gorgeous. Mm. They're uh, having an, a Netflix cartoon of Cuphead coming oh, soon, really? right? Yeah, I, I saw some some announcement for that a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it, but it should be good. I hope it's like a weird crossover between Cuphead and the Castlevania anime they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of talking. <laughs> Cupsylvania. <laughs> How about you, Dan? What have you been playing? I played fucking nothing because I built my computer last Sunday night and then it died the day after because I was shipped a faulty processing unit. That's right. Yep. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. So uh, basically, it was faulty and it caused uh, a short, which ruined the motherboard and the processor so i'm returning both of those and getting replacements wow. yeah well at least at least you're getting those replacements i was worried you, you're, you're gonna have to eat that or something no. nightmare fucking Not, suck. Uh, amazon's electronics return policy is very easy to uh to get your money back on so that's good give me my money back okay basically <laughs> basically i just Said both parts were DOA, and they're like, all right, we'll take your refund. <laughs> like, all right, cool. And I just got to ship them back. But I'm pissed because uh, I don't have a whole lot else to do during uh, during these illustrious times we live in. Yeah. Right. So being computerless has been a drag. Yeah, what's um, uh, how much time does that put you back? You don't know don't when know. you're getting any replacements uh, or anything, or are they ship, uh, shipping replacements after you send it in? Or basically, it's just a refund, so I have to send them back, and then within seven days they'll clear the refund. And when the refund clears, I'll buy new parts. Oh, the new parts will get here. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, dude. I even. I, I thought maybe I did something wrong, um, even though, like, even if you miswire a computer, for the most part, it's not going to blow up. It just won't function. Sure. Um, yeah. But so I was like, maybe I just did something wrong. I, even though I followed every manual, maybe I built something wrong, and that's what fucked it up. But uh, no, I brought it into a shop, and the guy just said, like, a lot of AMD process. 
Uh oh. Dan's internet Uh-oh. attacks. Aww. What was he gonna say? What was he gonna say? A lot of AMD <laughs> processor. He's demonstrating what happens to a lot of AMD processors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rip, Dan. That sucks. How about you, Kalen? What have you been playing? Um, I, in anticipation for the new DLC of Control that just launched, uh, I played through that whole game again, and then I actually played through all of Alan Wake because I had never played it before. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Uh, uh, American so Nightmare or the first one? Up. Just the first one. Okay. Um, so I'm all caught up with that, and so then I have been... Yeah, doing all that finished Alan Wake last night, and I was so today I was really looking forward to starting the control DLC. So I got about forty-five minutes into it before we started doing this. Right on. So once we're done here, I'm gonna dive right back. <laughs> really excited. Control is just so fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it is. It really is, and I I feel bad in in having not having beaten it yet uh, because uh, God, it is so pretty and just feels so so good the controls are great uh and it just so good such good gameplay i'm very excited to see what the alan wake dlc uh, brings with it yeah and all the lore and the environment and just all of it it's just such a cool experience from top to bottom so i couldn't i can't recommend it enough to anyone it's um, there's a, very few games that I like obsessively geek out over, and that is definitely one of them. Yeah, uh, I uh, I picked up um, West of Dead uh, on the Switch. Oh, yeah, because um, it was it's on Game Pass, and I had played it on the computer, but I wanted to you know kind of uh, play it uh, well reclined um, and uh, <laughs> watching things. So, for oh, the game, you're in repose. It is uh, a you know pretty fun uh, roguelike uh, where your main character is voiced by uh, Ron Perlman, and uh, you are going through uh, the afterlife, and uh, you're a gunslinger uh, whose head is on fire, and uh, it's it's pretty fun. There are a, you know a lot of elements uh, that you find in uh, dead cells are uh, kind of reproduced here. Um, but it is not as fast paced. Yeah. Uh, it is not as fast paced as, uh, dead cells. Um, but I picked that up finally and I ran through that a whole bunch. It's it's pretty good. So good. I fucking love dead cells so much. Um, I I, I need to pick that up. It is so right now on the switch. If you have the switch, he does Uh, not only get the, I got the PS4, but I know that if I buy it, then Zeke's just going to be on the couch for like a week. (laughs) Zeke discovered that game the night we did uh, Extra Extra Life. And he was fucking parked behind that Xbox all night. So is uh, West of Dead, is that a side-scroller like that? Uh, Kind of an isometric 3D uh, uh, sort of view. And... um, it's a very like uh, stylish, almost cell shaded uh, sort of art style, and uh, um, you uh, reload faster uh, behind cover. Uh, you can do like dashes and stuff like that, um, 
and uh, you can ignite uh, lanterns in rooms in order to stun enemies. And uh, you get, you know, you can unlock different uh, weapons and stuff. They have uh, different ammo capacities and different attributes and different damage and, and things like that. Uh, also secondary stuff like dynamite and shit. Um, but what makes it, you know, very similar to Dead Cells is like, you'll find these upgrade uh, stations uh, as you're going through the levels. These upgrade stations allow you to do a percentage boost of your damage, uh, a percentage boost of your uh, health, or a percentage uh, reduction of uh, cooldown time on your items and things like that. And then as basically as you stack those, as you level up, the returns get lower. So, you know, when you stat, you know, do the first health, it's like a 91% boost. When you do the second one, it's like 50%, something like that. Um, and then... We what- got one! <laughs> hey, welcome back. Um, it's only a matter of fucking time before my internet dropped. Anyway, go ahead. Yep. Uh, and then uh, as you're going through defeating enemies, you're collecting sin. So between levels, when you find the exit to the level, you go to a witch and you trade in the sin for permanent upgrades that will uh, you'll get immediately if it's a weapon. But then it will also appear as you're unlock, going through. Yeah, kind of like how Dead Cells does it. Uh, the first thing that a it witch. has you unlock is a health flask. Um, so you get the one single charge health uh, uh, flask. Uh, in going through, but you can then unlock a second charge or, you know, any number of different weapons and things like that. Uh, and then as you move on to the next uh, level, you come to a keg, you refill your flask and, and re-up your health and then move on to the next level. Um, there, there's just a lot of elements that they definitely flat out took from Dead Cells. Uh, even though the games could not play any more differently overall. Uh, uh, similar, uh, same developer? Or? No, no. Okay, I, I didn't think so. How much Ron Perlman is there in the game? Uh, he is your main character's narrator. So uh, basically every time you encounter something new, every time you start a new run, uh, it's Ron Perlman doing the internal monologue of this dead West dude. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, I believe he is, in fact, west of dead. Anyway. <laughs> so I've been playing that, and uh, I've been... Um, I long ago had bought a 3ds that does game capture uh it's a modded Mm -hmm. 3ds that you know lets me plug into my computer over usb and capture the screen of the 3ds um and uh when i got it it was hacked it has custom firmware loaded on it so i updated all the custom firmware and loaded a 512 gig card in there and uh instead of having a bunch of game carts i'm loading all my backups onto the micro sd so uh uh, you know, installing them directly to the uh, 3DS, which is handy. Playing some Professor Layton. <laughs> uh, uh. 
Uh, so Professor Lynn and the mystery of why my wife left me. <laughs> <laughs> we have come to the end of the episode. Uh, does does anyone have any highlights of the week? Anything that you're uh, uh, really bubbling about? Yeah, <laughs> I got myself a cast iron teapot, which I've always wanted. Oh, What's neat! That highlight forever. That's very neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apart from that, uh, Bill and Ted Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my buddy Aaron bought us this video five minutes back. To yes. talk about Bill and Ted Three. <laughs> um, my buddy Aaron bought us a uh, grill. And smoker, uh, like a real nice one, uh, because it was on super duper sale, like over 50% off. And it's got like a charcoal hopper and shit. And uh, it's got Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. And it's a really decent grill, like very nice. So we've been using that. We've used that twice already this week. Uh, Made some ribs on it the night that we put it together and uh, made some uh, steaks on it on friday uh to uh accompany our bill and ted watch so that's that's been well if you uh if you had propane instead you could just taste the meat and not the heat <laughs> I knew it was coming. I could preemptively take my headphones off. <laughs> That's smart. Um, the uh, what's interesting about it is uh, it does the charcoal doesn't go under the grill. Like it's got a charcoal hopper on the side, so it routes the heat through a vent underneath the the uh, grill. So it's Pass not the same directly on. Nothing is like burning <laughs> underneath the grill or anything like that. Like it actually does heat regulation and, and shit. Like it's really impressive. Very cool hmm. little thing. What's the uh, what's the Wi-Fi for on that exactly? So I can set a temperature on an app on my phone and it will beep on on my phone when it hits that target temperature, or I can set times on it as well. Also oh, okay. it has four plugs for meat thermometers. So um, I can <laughs> plug in the meat thermometer that came with it and and route it into the grill and plug it into whatever I'm cooking. And then I can monitor the temperature of that meat thermometer from the app on my phone. No, Red. Yeah. We, uh, we, we just get a, a new oven at the house. It's not hooked up to the Internet, but it has like a like a built in like meat probe jack. That's like uh, th- that's like they're a, making me horny with all these. Meat probe. Meat probe. Ready the meat probe. Uh, it's got like a, it's got like, like, like a three quarter inch jack. So I told like Zeke he's trying playing his guitar into it for like, <laughs> like a picture. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, the other highlight of my That's week. Called dreaded beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the other highlight of my week is uh, the Lexapro seems to be working for me. And uh, like yesterday, I had the best day that I've had in like probably a year at least. Like I'm, I'm always happiest when I'm 
kind of really sort of chaotically running around and doing shit. So like probably my best day over the past year was uh, when we did uh, Game On and I was, you know, trying to uh, be at the table and also, you know, buy collector things and also make sure that the show was, you know, running well and, and the music was going on as scheduled and, and shit like that. So like I'm I'm happiest in, in that setting. And, uh, yesterday it was just like, a, uh, I don't know, like I felt super fucking motivated finally for the first time in a long fucking time. And, uh, I have been really, uh, balancing out and, and feeling a lot more energetic and a lot happier. Uh, so, uh, Zoloft bad Lexapro has been great so far. I uh, just got prescribed that on Friday. They offered me Zoloft. I talked to my doctor and I said I have heard bad things. And then so they prescribed me Lexpro. I'm going to start it tomorrow. Well, Hell yeah. Hopefully that'll well, uh, work out uh, as well for you as it has for me. Um, yeah, I've been on Lexapro for a little over a week now. And uh, it's, yeah, it's been great. Good, man. I'm really happy for you. You will have difficulty falling asleep. Nothing new there. <laughs> I went from... You just have to play control all night. I went from being able to just fall asleep whenever I want, just, you know, conk out, to, oh, shit, it's like 9 o'clock. Uh, I should probably get, you know, lie in bed and... and, and uh, go to sleep because I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning uh, and uh, then lying in bed until midnight or one o'clock trying very hard to go to sleep and failing. Do you drink coffee? Nope. Hmm. That's weird. And caffeine has no impact on me. You are impervious to caffeine. How about you, you Kalen? What's uh, been your highlight? Um, you know, I just uh, all week I've just been taking care of Bentley, and then uh, so I came back here um, to take care of my dog for the weekend and hang out with my little brother. So that's been nice. Um, just been playing a lot of video games, trying <laughs> to stay sane. And so, Bentley's uh, doing uh, doing well after the top surgery. Bentley's doing really well. Um, had drains installed in his chest, and uh, after a week, got those taken out. But uh, it's still a long road. About another five weeks before he can lift his arms above his head or lift anything heavier than like ten pounds. Oof. So, uh, you know, definitely helps for me to be there helping. You know, with food and uh, the cat, especially uh, his little uh hairless sphinx cat is just the sweetest little thing but she's a little crazy so uh it would be hard to wrangle her in at any I point imagine. With, you know limited mobility so uh and he's uh documenting uh his uh, transition process on youtube right right yeah uh i whatever his youtube channel is <laughs> Uh, for anyone curious about, uh, you know, the uh, 
uh, transitioning or, or the process or anything. Uh, Bentley uh, has been posting uh, updates on uh, his personal journey uh, on uh, YouTube. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, a really good and informative uh, uh, thing if anyone is battling with uh, gender identity or, or body dysmorphia or, or anything like that. Uh, hopefully, uh, it'll, it'll help you out and, and, uh, make you feel a little bit less alone. Yeah, he's doing, uh, he's doing really good things, uh, for the community and other people who, you know, might, uh, be going through things. Uh, so I'm really proud of him for keeping up with all that. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, put a link to uh bentley's youtube channel in the description of this video i'm, I'm trying to find i feel like <laughs> such an asshole but yeah it's good good stuff yeah we'll i'll, I'll, I'll provide you with that info Thanks for <laughs> at any rate uh we have uh that's that's that that's it that's it that's the end everybody that's that's it thanks thank you for watching and or listening Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week.